Hey, BTS podcast listeners, just a little warning that in this episode, you might hear some echoing. I just want you to know it was not my fault. I just want to apologize uh, right here at the front for the complete lack of context that you have to any of this because we are trolls. Welcome to Behind the Sins, presented by CinemaSins. Welcome to Behind the Sins, a weekly look at everything going on inside the world of CinemaSins. I'm Aaron Dicer, and this week I'm joined by fellow Baffle Gabbers, Jonathan Watkins. Hello, hello. And Ian Whittington. Hello. We write for CinemaSins, TV Sins, and do various other things inside the CinemaSins universe as well. Uh, Ellen Ripley. (laughs) (laughs) Ellen Ripley? Why are we naming fictitious people? I mean, beyond the fact that you're referencing an outtake that may or may not be in the outtakes, Mr. Editor, giving yourself work. Um, the, why are we naming fictitious people now who might be hosting the Critics' Choice think, Awards? Yeah, she's, Helen Mirren. She could do it. She would kick, kick butt. It would be great. Yeah, no, that's that's oh, true. Megan Ellen- McCain. That was the name I was. Megan McCain. Oh, guys, guys, guys. Bruce is doing Listen, I just Megan want to McCain. apologize uh, right here at the front for the complete lack of context that you have to any of this because we are trolls. Uh, and that is that is it. <laughs> Um, so yes, it is, it is wonderful to see you guys. Uh, one of you is in the room with me right now. Touching me, <laughs> touching you. Sweet Ian line. I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, so yeah, Ian's hanging out at my house, uh, for the time being. So Ian apparently needs to be introduced <laughs> to the music of Neil Diamond. So uh, Indeed. You, should, yeah. you should work on that, Aaron, while he's there. Love Neil Diamond. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wonder if he's uh, hosting the Critics' Choice Awards this year. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe his daughter is. <laughs> maybe. Uh, so, uh, so if there is a different level of um, insanity, uh, yes. it might be the fact that we're breathing the same air. Uh, yeah, the we same are sharing air energy and sharing that energy. Indeed. Oh no, it's a root mm-hmm. of COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be. It could we're be. crossing the streams, baby. Uh, nope, not doing that. We're going to get into <laughs> the show with some comment sections, keeping tabs. But first, we'll do this inside scoop. What's he building in there? Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. This is a true story. We're going to take a look at the videos from the week, the process of sending them, how we felt about the stuff we are sending in general. We'll start with commercial sins. Jonathan Watkins uh, (laughs) handling the writing duties on this one. Uh, Apparently clowns are your thing, Jonathan. Um, So USPS clowns uh, uh, is the name of the ad. I was actually a little nervous about this because I didn't want to like completely just rip into the United Postal Service. I didn't want to like piss anybody off. I was just making, but uh, but there was actually some comments in regards to like people that worked in that profession that thought the video was funny. So I guess it was okay. Oh, amazing! <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't do a ton. Of, I mean, I, I I knew about the flat rate boxes just from a previous job I had where I handled mm-hmm. shipping and receiving. So I didn't really get into detail on that, but I was I was pretty comfortable with what I was attacking there. Cause it is kind of a crazy, uh, I don't know the way they're making it seem easy. I'm not saying it's difficult, but it's definitely not the simple solution that the commercial is proposing that it is, I guess. No. Uh, but yeah, that was fun. Uh, if, if, if people are curious, I've never seen Katie Kane. Uh, but, <laughs> but I was I curious. Do, I do like Lucy Hale. My wife watched Katie Kane, so I have seen parts of it. I'm sure. But, uh, who does that to Lucy Hale? And she was a little monsters. upset and got canceled. That's who. Yeah. Yes, that's right. 
Uh, and I also just, the part, the thing that I thought was, the most thing that was funniest to me was just the concept of it was so weird because they ordered that. Like, like I don't know why it wasn't like we were sent this by a, a friend or something. Because yeah, the fact expecting that a slightly they less creepy it, clown? They, they saw yeah. the clown, you know, when yeah. they ordered it. I don't know why all of a sudden it's like, it's like, uh, yeah, I ordered something that I knew was going to flip me out just so I could have this happen. I don't know. But uh, yeah. clowns. Yeah. It was fun. It was, and yeah, and clowns. People aren't scared of clowns. That's some BS. But I guess some people are actually. There is a phobia, but uh, I don't know. Hollywood makes no. it seem like everybody is just thinking about clowns constantly and running in fear from them or something. <laughs> in, in, especially this one. Does the does the commercial ever give any indication as to why this clown is particularly mm-hmm. creepy, no. or it's just a clown? Yeah, they could have done a better job advertising that. Like, it, what if it just spun around every right, now and again? The, it does something. The last clown commercial we had, uh, it did creepy things. It right, had a chainsaw. Yeah, it had a chainsaw. And this one's just—it's just a little clown, guys. Yeah. Like, that's clownist. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the only reason it was that. even scary was because they did the close-ups on it. And so I guess if you had a camera and you kept doing close-ups on it, maybe. It would, it would. Accompanied by uh, creepy music. Then <laughs> yeah. Sure. Or just sure. no music at all. Just cut the music out. Sure. Makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, you actually mentioned the the two sins that I, oh, I wanted to, to bring up. No, no, no. It's fine. Because it just it, the way Chris delivered the returning anything is mm-hmm. never easy. Never! <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. And then the canceling Katie Keene, who does that to Lucy Hale, Monsters, that's who. I thought that was really, really funny. So good stuff. What about you, Ian? Yeah, I love the, the, the guy that's at the door, and you just listed every movie that he's been in and every part that he played oh, yeah, for every the dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's he incredible. Looked, he just looked familiar, and I'm like, what has he been in? And then once I looked it up, I was like, oh, that could be funny. Just to, you know, Many things. No, that's one of my favorite things. I love it. Yeah, um, yeah it's... I mean, it's an advert about mailing things. It's such a specific service for them to advertise with a clown. Um, yeah, I don't know. And I feel like Amazon has always been making it easier themselves than how Hell, USPS Amazon, were making it. Half yeah. the stuff you don't even have to return anymore. It, yeah, you, they just don't care. It's crazy. It's like, I don't understand that policy, but whatever. No. I yeah. enjoy it. <laughs> <laughs> keep sending me the wrong stuff and letting me keep it. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, all right, let's move into TV sins. Continuing Hawkeye, in fact, finishing off Hawkeye. Uh, Hawkeye, so yeah. this is Christmas, yeah, the that, final episode. That confuses me. This was the season finale because th- this has nothing to do with Thor. So I didn't. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Thank you, Jonathan. What? Is what, the, what the episodes are out of order? What if? Oh, got it. Yes, I'm with you now. I'm with you now. Uh, I planned that Robbie. joke last night. <laughs> Maybe I did not. Yeah, <laughs> it shows. I, I wrote that joke a week ago. Uh, this was a Hughes Whittington uh, script, which yeah. is a theme for the TV sins this week. Uh, so Danae and Ian writing on this one. So Ian, kick us off. What are some of your thoughts on the Hawkeye finale and this video in particularly? Yeah, it's fine. I, I really, really like, like we said, I really like the Hawkeye show. The finale didn't do a huge amount for me and it it slipped into a, we must have a big battle and conflict in the third act of your film, mm-hmm. Marvel cliche. Um, the Kingpin and Kate mash, ma- 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 mashup? Matchup. Matchup was a mashup because it was a mix-up. Um, it didn't make much sense at all. Kate should have been ruined 17 different ways by Kingpin. There's no way she all of the survived all of the this. There's just, there's no way. Um, and yeah, I kind of wanted to see, I know King um, uh, Hawkeye's got his own fighting, his own battle to be doing with Yelena and that's probably the bit 
I enjoyed the most, their their reconciliation. But kind of want to see Hawkeye kick some Kingpin butt. Like, I kind of don't get why we've introduced Kingpin if he's barely a, a CD character. He's just, he's yeah, he's the ringmaster, the puppeteer, the Kingpin, if you will. But he's... Yeah, it's kind he of seems pretty the name. ineffectual otherwise. Yes, thank you. <laughs> he's but like yeah, I don't know I, the Godfather. I'm I'm looking for the word. He's the, yeah, look, the Godfather. That oh, he's oh the Kingpin. Kingpin. That's yeah, it. he's the Kingpin. I uh, I understand exactly what you're saying um, about the Kingpin thing. It's I I'm so curious as to what their plans are with the old Daredevil stuff because. Mm-hmm. Both in the Spider-Man movie, um, as amazing and excellent in quality filmmaking as it was. You are correct, uh, Jonathan, the, stop. <laughs> both in the Spider-Man movie and in, in here, the characters that are introduced aren't really given, like, they are just complete cameos. And I'm beginning to think that's all they're going to be. I, I had hoped that this might be a Daredevil revival of oh, charlie cox's oh, I, daredevil specifically no, but they they could be know. they could make a movie or a tv or another season of that well, I they would, could i it wouldn't just doesn't feel like that's well, what they're doing what i would say well, is they've got other feels, stuff planned right now so. right that and that's what i would say it clearly doesn't feel like they have they know where they're going exactly with it. and so since they don't know where they're going with it yet it is just a hey this character exists mm. it's almost like how big of an applause does this get and then if it's big enough we'll make a tv show yeah yeah. Um the the LARPers, um probably the most frustrating part for me because they A shouldn't be in this fight at all and B are completely forgetting that they work for the emergency services. It's like mm-hmm. we're just normal people. We we need to dress up in order to help. You are already doing important work. Mm-hmm. You're police officers, you're firefighters. Ah, why do you now have to dress up as LARPers? Mm-hmm. It just, it, I don't know what message it was sending. Because but they wanted it was, to. It was strange. <laughs> yeah, they have good. agency, Ian. What did you want them to <sighs> sign? I, I, I don't like want to do the show stuff. anymore. <laughs> no, bug, bug the what's is off for me. Um, I love the Super Trolley opening where we do this really sincere thanking of Marvel for all of the content over a difficult time and yet send them anyway uh-huh. <laughs> for all the yeah. previously on. Yeah beautifully trolly yeah um and of course coming to hawkeye's defense and kate is like you can't just fight aliens with a stick and a string oh ease up kate like come on uh-huh. give the guy a break that's right that's right that was beautiful i loved it yeah that's good um, stuff yeah and of course the the beautiful ending of the narrator singing i can sing this all day yes yes i look beautiful. forward to that uh jonathan what about you yeah i enjoyed it i mean it it was definitely a marvel tv show finale uh yeah but it had a lot of nice moments uh the larper thing i didn't like love or anything but i don't know that didn't that didn't get under my skin or anything but i also don't larp so that's probably part of it uh ian likes to run to the forest and play with his friends so you that's know me yep yeah Nailed it. he's trotting around with his <laughs> yes. fake sword yes but real horse real, but a real horse yeah he is very mm-hmm. committed to the horse part uh i don't know where they're keeping that horse at aaron's but uh that's interesting we should get to the bottom Neither of that today which is beautiful <laughs> <laughs> no i kid but uh yeah no i i know nothing about that uh so i mean if that offends people that are into it and stuff i i you know i'm i'm sorry i but i mean i don't know i found the care i liked the I liked the characters, I guess. I thought they were fun. And I thought they added... I, this show doesn't seem to be that serious, right? I mean, it seems to kind of have like a mm. a fun edge to it that maybe some of the other ones didn't, except maybe Loki. Uh, and so, like the Yelena... Yel- is it Yelena? I'm sorry, I always say that wrong. Yelena, right? 
That sounds right. The Yelena and Kate scene in the elevator. Like, I really liked that moment. Like, there was stuff mm-hmm. like that throughout. And, yeah, Kingpin was... Thrown, but if Kingpin had been introduced earlier, it would have taken away from some of the other stuff. So I don't really mind that as much. Uh, and I just I just love seeing D'Onofrio in the role. And I like how imposing they make him. Like, I just like how they actually... Mm-hmm. Like, when he's, like, you know, fighting and he just starts, like, basically grabbing people and pushing them into the ground and stuff. I was like, oh, hell yeah, yeah. that's Kingpin. His physicality has always been great. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, which is interesting because it's not a character I've ever cared that much for in the comics. But, uh, but anyways, yeah, it was fun. Uh, I love the beaded curtain sin, which was interesting because I forgot <laughs> that we had that one in we had that one in Peacemaker. I guess we talked about last mm-hmm. week. Yep, both both with me. I dislike beaded curtains. Clearly, uh, even Disney can't escape a Comcast sin. I thought that was uh, very funny. <laughs> uh, the terminology of owl, my god, I thought was great. Mm-hmm. And then just the sin that ended. Love your friend. The plot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, had me cracking up. So no, it was a, it was a really fun video to watch. Yeah, I like that scene too. Dear Hinchman, thanks for not shooting Clint immediately. Love your friend. Plot. <laughs> so good, so good. Uh, Hawkeye was a fun show, and I'm I'm glad it exists. Uh, I enjoyed watching it. Uh, it does give into a lot of the Marvel tendencies towards the end, mm-hmm. but then again, what do we expect? Mm-hmm. Um, so we know when when somebody tells you who they are believe them and uh, that's kind of where we are with marvel right now um the uh yes but she should be flattened in super dead kate pancake (laughs) a pancake yes uh i loved that this i think if i'm correct was the actual first blip uh that was included in a script is that correct is this where yelena disappears in the house yeah yes correct it is yeah Yeah. that's where i came up where yeah it where we spawned on me yeah yeah yeah. even though even though it appeared on cinema sins first uh this is where it was born uh and then of course ending it with all the sins um that's always fun to do something a little bit different and then all the sins plus one (laughs) because we had the debate that we had over that was like well you can't word that unless you actually give it all of the sins because i think we had like infinity sins or something Mm -hmm. to begin with or something ridiculous but Hey, yeah. if there's a season-long video, it kind of makes that a bit easier as well. <laughs> That's right. Yep, you're going to get it right at the end, um, yep. for sure. Uh, all right, let's move into Book of Boba Fett, The Tribes of Tatooine. Uh, also a Hughes Whittington script. Ian and Danae writing on this one as well. Uh, like a bantha. Uh, is Was this, this the second episode? This is... Is that right? Second it is, episode. Yes. My my opening joke is this is where the show officially lost me. Oh yeah. And it's only episode two. <laughs> <laughs> so it basically lost me straight away. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah. This episode I I I man, I would love to see the whiteboard that mapped out the entire Boba Fett series. Sure. Because how do you look at that and think, yeah that'll work Mm -hmm. because your opening episodes are so much so much backstory there's gotta be stuff we don't know there's gotta be behind the scenes stuff that we're not aware of that changed three episodes we missed it's it's just bonkers and just the structure of this episode in particular where we just forget the a plot that we spend the first 10 minutes on and then do the entire firefly oceans heist ripoff on the train it's when you've got seven episodes to tell a story, this heist just felt like almost a filler throwaway episode. Like mm-hmm. there are more efficient ways to show Boba bonding with the with the Sand People, um, the Tuscan Raiders, whatever. Yeah, just it. I just felt lost throughout the entire episode, and it doesn't get any better as the series goes on. Um, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, it's frustrating. I was. Uh, I did a, a rather 
passionate uh, review of this on on Sif Pop with two people who really yeah, enjoyed I mean, it. it and tears the, were tears were shedded, and <laughs> and I'm over here going, I don't get what you're connecting to. I don't think this show does Boba any favors. Like the backstory stuff is just it's backstory, but it's never used in any kind of real powerful way. I I get the th- I get the theme that what he's his experience with the Tusken Raiders is informing the way he sees the the mighty morphin power rangers or you know whatever Tatooine in general yeah, yeah. Tatooine yeah. in general and he's bringing together all these people because he learned something from the tribe but the Tusken Raiders are terrible people, people. Yes. like and, and so like you know and he is I, I don't know it's just it's one of but those things I, I just I never really, really got a good person either right I mean that, but he's it seems like he's trying to be I, that, I don't think so whole, I think he's less villainy than the other villains but I don't think there's anything in here that's trying to make him out to be a good guy although I, no, I, Mando working with him which we find out later that's a little interesting but also I don't really know what we're supposed to think of Mando either although we are supposed to think, think at least he's a decent person but uh no, I know I what totally you're saying. Think I know what you're saying. To think that Boba is the hero here because he wants to bring peace to Tatooine. He wants the people to live in peace and be left alone. And he wants to do it without without violence. violence. And he that's wants true. to do it that's, with no, cooperation. You're right. You're right. Which, which is just it's just weird to me. It's just interesting. Like uh, I I was accepted by this group of raiders who enslaved me for <laughs> weeks, if not months. And and whose whole thing is just capturing people and enslaving them to do their work. And that taught me how to be a better human. I, like, what? I, and like, the payoff okay, so, is apparently that Cad Bane says, oh, I, yeah, these people killed them all. I took it to be more, it benefited him. So he started acting on that aspect of it. I didn't take it to be he cared about the Tusken Raiders that much. Oh, I think that's the whole point yeah. of the well, show. Well, I'm not saying yeah. he doesn't care, but I'm just saying I, I, I didn't, right. you're like, I don't think it's like Stockholm Syndrome. I, I, I just think that, like, he found a way to let, let, like, them treat him as an equal and then he figured out a way to benefit himself along with them right sure i mean i think it was it just felt more like a business move than i need to save these people if that's kind of what i that's kind of what i thought but i think when they get when they get slaughtered and stuff of course he gets upset i get that but i mean yeah i i don't know that's just the way i took it but this show's a mess so i mean i don't whatever yeah you can continue. Sorry. Thanks. I no, you're fine. I No, that was all me. That was that was all me, John. Aaron apologizes I loved <laughs> I lived good. I, I apologize I apologize to everyone as well. Good. Um I love Danae's um questioning of the assassin's orders. Why is why is Bobo saying, What way are orders? Um like, I mean perhaps there could be some confusion if the assassins dropped out of the sky, covered fed in margarine, pulled out pan flutes and farted pennies out of their asses whilst mm-hmm. opening a cauldron. No, they were there to kill you, my dude. That was yeah. pretty obvious. Yeah. Um, and yeah, now um, when Fwip is it almost playing the pronoun game, but we extended it into referencing an important development so vaguely the main character has no choice but to ask a further clarifying question instead of just telling them what we all know you're eventually going to tell them anyway game. And Darth Revensburger. I had to, I was like, there's got to be a Darth somebody somewhere that vaguely sounds like a board game. I was hoping for like a Darth mono, but <laughs> couldn't quite get to it. And the painted water butt just robot stood out to me so, so, so much because I have worked around these water butts in my previous job. I have handled hundreds of them and 
Star Wars goes and paints one black and expects me, Ian, to not notice that you droided a water butt. I have studied butts my entire uh-huh. life. I have been paid to do so. It, what baffled me is they even left the little hose mm-hmm. hole there. They didn't modify this thing in any way other than to paint it and put it on some like extractor fan nozzle legs. Um, it just baffles me. I was like, try harder. try harder (laughs) some people would say that's the charm of the star wars universe it's not it's no it's the charm of shows from the 50s that couldn't afford any better listen listen uh you're a doctor who fan yes uh, so you know and they had they had less budget than this podcast (laughs) and managed to do a lot more than disney is doing with boba fett fair enough fair enough uh I, i there was a lot i really loved from this um it is interesting. I guess I'll I'll start here. It is interesting that the like a bantha thing has become such a meme, and and it became a meme after we wrote this too. So it, it, it wasn't it wasn't like something we had in our mind to work with. No, um, you know, um, but and yet, but yet we addressed it, and I thought a really fun way. Um, no, with please the, stop. Yes, <laughs> please stop. Um, like a bantha. Yes, no, please stop. I just I don't get the difference between. Fans jumping onto that and saying, this isn't my Star Wars, this is this is stupid mm-hmm. and ridiculous, or jumping on it and saying, this is the best thing ever, this is amazing. How? W- w- why did this become that instead of dumb? Yeah, I don't know. The fans well, are fans. talking about the show no, or the like fans. a bantha? No, the like, like a bantha. I don't even know what you're talking about. I had yeah. no idea that was a meme. I thought that was just something you no, guys yeah, did on this. And it was very memed. funny on this. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I also wanted to mention the uh, the brilliant uh, conversation about why they needed the bikini triangles on <laughs> those creatures. That was a debate. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love all the options. Like the un- underneath the bikini triangles is hairless skin. It's the yeah. only hairless skin on the body, so they have to keep it covered up because it's uh, hairless. There were more options as well. Um, yes, I'm sure there were. I'm sure there were. But then, of course, uh, taking slam at body shaming culture uh, at the end was was uh yeah. really great as well um the uh yes blindly follow the suggestion of the individual that you still strongly suspect sent, <laughs> suspect sent assassins to kill you uh where's admiral akbar when you need him um, <laughs> i thought that was uh, really fun as well jonathan what about uh, you? you guys hit just about all the stuff i uh i feel about the same about the show i mean i think i like it a little more than ian but it's it's I don't know. It's a weird show. I don't know what it's trying to do in the in the end. And it may not be trying to do anything, which is fine, I guess. I still haven't seen the finale, so uh I don't know what to speak about it. Uh but I do know my favorite parts of it have nothing to do with Boba Fett, so that seems like a bad thing, but I don't know. Other people <laughs> does, out there want to argue mm-hmm. with you about that and say that's the point, that's what it was always going to do. And whatever. We'll talk about that in a week Sorry. or two. Yeah. Um I think you guys mentioned everything. I like using the bantha noise instead of the bleep. I will mention that. I thought that was <laughs> I thought that was uh yeah. that was really funny. But um yeah. Yeah, you guys hit all the high points. I really enjoyed the video. Yeah, I guess I have other thoughts, but I guess you're right. I guess we save them for when uh the show mm-hmm. turns into a completely different show here soon. <laughs> uh we'll save our thoughts for Someone all else that is. stuff. Um well, moving from a sand planet with spice trade uh to a sand <laughs> planet with spice trade. That was actually no, that was one of my favorite scenes. Why Dune is Dune Phil Dune? Yeah, that, Dune. and, then, and yeah. then of course Dune. these air the same week because that's how life works. I know. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing? Absolutely beautiful. Uh, so yes, we're going into Cinema Sins, and we will be talking about Dune. Dude. This was an Atkinson Hughes script, so Danae and uh, Chris mm-hmm. writing on this Rebecca one. Ferguson. Um, Rebecca Ferguson is another great choice. Jonathan, uh, just for that, you get to start us <laughs> off. Uh, what are some of your thoughts um, on Dune, the movie, I and love this, this video? video. This video is 
very funny. Um, who was not? You said Atkinson Hughes. Is that what you said? Yeah, mm-hmm. they did a yeah, good job. Yeah. That's a good First team up. Um, no, I like this movie. I, it's weird though, right? Because and we were talking about this. Well, I guess Aaron wasn't there, but when when we were when I was in New York, we were talking about this at dinner about the uh, when I was asking Danae what she thought about the movie and just talking about how I don't I can't think of another movie where if you don't if the second part doesn't work. <laughs> This one mm-hmm. might not be good. Like I was, I was trying to think of anything even close to that. Like maybe, like even it, like it's the one that pops in my head. But even that had an ending. Like that, like that had mm-hmm. a definitive ending in in the first movie. What were the two pirates movies that were? Well, that's true. Or part like, one and part but two. But even like, I don't know. If, yeah, but I don't remember the. Oh yeah, well it had a cliffhanger, right? The second part. It didn't really have yeah. an ending, but because yeah. obviously, get Back yeah. to the Future two and three were filmed back to back, but Back to the Future two definitely has an ending. Oh, it's yeah. a complete movie, sure. So I've, yeah. Just, yeah. I've never seen mm-hmm. a movie like this, so this really does feel like this. Honestly, feels like half of a movie. You know, uh, maybe Infinity mm-hmm. War and Endgame are kind of similar, but even then, I still think Infinity War had an ending. No, I would definitely argue yeah. against. That. I think I think uh, Infinity War is. But a I know, film. but I know a it lot is. of people yeah. argue the other way. But I think now that Correct. Dune's out, Correct. they're probably like, yeah. "Oh no, Infinity War definitely had." Because <laughs> I mean, this really doesn't have an ending. Like it just doesn't. It's so weird. But I still yeah. really liked it. I mm-hmm. think Villeneuve has gotten really good at world building. Uh, we started seeing that in Blade Runner, and uh, I think it's even better here. Uh, just the way he just everything about this he gets you so invested like and so quickly and he doesn't really veer too much from what Lynch was doing but it's a hundred times better here and I and I I, I think it just has to do with mm-hmm. the way the story is being told I guess I don't I don't know it's I don't think I mean I mean obviously there's more of a budget and stuff like that but it's not like the 1984 didn't have a budget maybe it didn't have the technology to do what it wanted to do but I don't know it's just interesting uh the characters just feel so much more vibrant and alive and I'm more intrigued by what they're going to do as opposed to the 84 one where I just didn't care I just thought it was silly uh so I had a really good time with the movie um but once again if the second one sucks I think that's going to hurt this one um what are the chances I, yeah, though I really mean, at I the mean, end of the day I, I think it's going to blow. I think it's going to blow. I hope so. I hope so. I, yeah. I, and I hope that's right. And then we're going to have this really awesome, like long fucking movie, right? Um, mm-hmm. As yeah. far mm-hmm. as the sins, I mean, I, there were so many. Uh, also, I dreamed of this close up of a beetle. I thought that was really funny after Paul's talking about the dream. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, is this movie turning into Call Me by Your Name too? Because if so, I brought the peaches, motherfuckers. Uh, <laughs> and then I just loved the phrase "whacking jacking" in the water shower. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a phrase I'm yeah, gonna uh, I'm gonna use uh, at some point in my life because it's hilarious and uh, I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dune is. I really enjoyed episode one of the Dune <laughs> TV series. Um, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to the the season finale uh, in a couple of years. Uh, I I I really love this movie. Love it. Love it. Like I the world building has there hasn't been world building that's captured me like this. Um, Probably since Lord of the Rings, yeah, I haven't fair. felt this way about a movie where it's just like I just want to be, I just want to know this world, I just want to go there, I want to see all of these things. Um, and I, I just, I, Villeneuve is, he's just amazing, uh, and he's created art here. I don't understand the, I, I, it's not that I don't understand the separation of the parts. I, I don't understand the marketing decision not to make yeah, that because part if this hadn't been a thing. hit, we're like, not getting part two, right? I mean. I, and, yeah. and this would have all been all we what had. What a weird decision. Well, it has to be that they thought people weren't going to turn up, which is, that seems so dumb to me. Of course they it's are. It's wild. 
it's wild. It's the, that's just a really crazy decision. Well, the people are going to wait until both parts are out and never see it at the cinema. But this is such a spectacle. You have to see it at the cinema. Well, yeah. I saw it at yeah. home, but thank you for... <laughs> okay, you don't have to see it at the cinema. When you have HBO Max, you don't. Uh, if you're a heathen, you exactly. don't have to see it at the cinema. There's there's so much great in this video. I'm just going to throw out just a few of my favorite moments that made me chuckle. Uh, Quizmaster Burt Baccarat. <laughs> oh, uh, man. I just... That killed me slayed me uh i do your laundry paul um is genius uh how do you know about my dreams uh it's just perfect it's just perfect um no one knows a woman's body better than her own son oh uh, yeah that's just that was it's perfect hilarious. for that moment the sisterhood of the traveling trash bag pants uh-huh. uh beautiful uh and then the is this too space tube ovulating uh was, sperming as well yeah, yeah and then the sperming one later uh i just i love that kind of oh it's so good so yeah lots of fun stuff here ian what about you yeah i probably like this the least of all three of us um it's interesting you said lord of the rings because that is exactly what i was thinking of but for negative reasons <laughs> so okay if you're gonna world build and also keep the pace and do exciting stuff Fellowship of the Ring, Lord of the Rings does it, absolutely nails it. And you can argue that the Fellowship of the Ring isn't a complete movie. It is. No, it but you could is. argue that mm-hmm. it there's a bit of a cliffhanger. But it is. No, you can um, have a cliffhanger. See, I mean, that, yeah, that's, I just, like, cliffhanger is different than not mm-hmm. having an ending. Those are two completely different things, I think. No, yeah. no, correct. I just think it's hard to see the Fellowship of the Ring when they're all teaming up to go mm-hmm. on a mission as complete. It is, but it still seems a bit odd. But... Uh, I think Lord of the Rings nails it in June, just the pace wasn't there for me. And I know that's a horrible thing to say because you should be patient and watch it and take it in. And it is beautiful. It is a stunningly gorgeous movie. Um, But yeah, it's a beautiful part of a movie. And 1984 tells the story in a more... It's a mess. But I understood the story better watching 1984. It communicated... No, probably most people are. But for some reason... 1984 i understood what was going on it doesn't deliver it in a good way at all like it's all exposition Mm -hmm. and basically reading from the book but i found that easier to keep up with than um than this version but it's a fantastic film it is beautiful i just don't know that i will watch it again unless two is the second one is so fantastic and it, it, it feels except up. you're going to be watching it again in a few weeks but you know other than that you're not going to watch it am i yeah you oh, are the, oh, good <laughs> that'll be great that, that'll be when ian takes a nap <laughs> yeah I'll be sl- no i'm just resting my eyes um the sins video was perfect it was so so great you mentioned the ones that i love the most um yeah quizats Haderach into Quizmaster but back right just i was crying it's so so good um, and no, notice how they conveniently set this 8,000 years in the future so that they can't verify if anything in this movie is true. Mm-hmm. We're counting on you, Cinema Sins 10191, mm-hmm. to give this a good re-sinning. I love that. That's so good. Um, and just sinning tables <laughs> because the table that is covering naked Os- Oscar Isaacs is is perfect. I love that too because it felt like a callback to the Loki yes. sin that I wrote about. This this com- this arm or the whatever. Arm, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It's gorgeous. So this specific arm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Let's move into Batman Long Halloween. Speaking of part ones, uh, it's a it's a week of part ones. Batman Long Halloween part one. This was a Scott Watkins script. Jeremy this and even Jonathan writing on this one. So Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Jonathan, what are some of your thoughts? I'd like. So we've done quite a we've done a, f- a handful 
of these animated DC movies. And those are really the only ones I've seen other than I did see, like, if you want to count, like, I assume Mask of the Phantasm counts. I mean, I saw that, like, in the 90s when it was in the theater. But I would say in the aughts is when this whole series started, where they started doing a lot of these. And I like that they're just going back and adapting these Batman stories. Uh, Long Halloween is a story that I've always enjoyed. It was, I think, late 90s, mid-90s, late 90s, 97, I want to guess. I could be wrong about that. But it was a monthly series that ran for a year. Called It was called The Long Halloween. And then, obviously, you can read it in trade paperback. I've read it a couple of times um, all the way through. It's a story I really enjoy. Um, and I thought they did a pretty good job of adapting it. Um, and it was easily my favorite of the ones that we've done on cinema sense that I've been involved with. Like it was, it was a lot better than Batman and the teenage mutant Ninja turtles. <laughs> and, um, and that, <laughs> that suicide squad movie we did or whatever. And, uh, and, <sighs> but, uh, yeah, no. So I really enjoyed it. Uh, it was very easy to send. Um, I did notice a lot of people were not a lot of people, but I did notice some, when I was looking at the comments, some people were saying that we didn't know that this took place earlier in Batman's history. That's not true. Um, the only thing we actually did screw up on those, and I wish I just didn't catch it, but we called we called Captain Gordon Commissioner at one point. But uh, other than that, I don't think there's anything that I mean, we make fun of some stuff like I think I think people when we called out Batman for not being a very good detective because it took him a month to like get any kind mm. of lead on that thing. Um yeah, I mean, granted, he's probably people are like, well, he's not the best. De- he's not the world's greatest detective yet. I'm like, yeah, but maybe he never is. I mean, I don't know, like it was just it was such a it was such <laughs> right. a stupid mis- it was such a stupid thing. We just used that terminology, but that's fine. Uh, as far as the stuff, um, I also the one thing that I get really irritated with whenever I see Harvey Dent not as Two Face is all the foreshadowing of the, Dark Knight is uh, totally guilty of this as well and i don't know why because i'm sure there's other villains that haven't become villains yet that they do this with but for some reason with two-face it's just so it's so pointed because it's always something Mm -hmm. about a coin flip or two heads are better than one or you know having a having a shadow self or you know whatever it is there's just all these like you know cliches and stuff that are brought up so i enjoyed being able to get all my sins in about that but um and then the only sin I wanted to mention that I thought was funny, uh, there was a grocery store uh, in the background, and it just said grocery on it. And I think Jeremy and I both wrote verbatim, uh, this grocery store is called grocery, <laughs> which is just always interesting when you both write the exact same thing. Mm, so, nice. Yeah, it was it was yeah. fun. Ian, what about you? Um, the DC animated universe is so hit and miss for me. There are some that I've really enjoyed, and there are some that just need to burn and just not be made. And they just, I mean, they pump out like six of these a year. And I don't know if that has something to do with the overall quality. Obviously, they have different teams on each of them. Um, but uh, it's the decisions that they make sometimes to the the content that they pull in. So this isn't just the just the long Halloween. They pull in some other stories, some other kind of comic book nods as well, don't no, they? No, I mean, it's, and yeah, it's, but, that, that's in, but that, most of that's actually in the long Halloween, though. Mm-hmm. I think there's others that I've watched. They just make some odd decisions no, merging two stories together. Yeah, I haven't actually seen this one, strangely enough. Um, so I was surprised to see Sudden Joker. Mm-hmm. I was like, can you do a Batman movie without Joker? It's like, are, are we all waiting for Joker to turn up? Or is it okay to not use him? Um, but no, I think you guys did a great job on great job on selling it. Um, I love this movie's Wayne Manor is 25% Hogwarts, <laughs> 25% Harvard, and 50% Falcon is. <laughs> it's great. Um, the... 
man, I kind of paused the video and went, did they make the joke that I think they just made? Something tells me in the near future, Jim, you're going to regret not letting Barbara run around as much oh, as she yeah. wants to as a child. I, 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 I wrote that and then I was like, I don't know. and that, But I left it in and Jeremy was like, it's beautifully yeah. dark. Oh my God. Yeah, it we is. Can, it's yeah. very dark. Um, I really felt, um, I'm sure this was a Chris in the way that the chef was cutting the pepper without deseeding it and taking the cartilage out. I actually thought Jeremy wrote it, but I thought he's not on the video. Um, no, Jeremy, I, I feel I that Jeremy's on this video. Oh, it was Jeremy. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So that was definitely a Jeremy sin then. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I felt that pain. Definitely. Um, yeah. I still, I can't believe that Selena is just like, hey, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. That was dumb. <laughs> and I, so I will dumb. say. That is so out of character. That was a sequence I did not remember from the story, but it could have been in there and I just forgot about it. But yeah. Unreal. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, I've never seen this. Uh, I don't watch the DC animated yeah. stuff unless I am tasked to watch it, Pretty much uh, so. which I have been uh, a couple times. Um, I think the Red Hood, uh, under the mm -hmm. Red Hood, I think we send, and I think there was one other one. Um, I don't know. It just, for whatever reason, it, it doesn't capture me, uh, stoke my interest. Um, and it might just be that I'm not all that interested in yet another version of DC characters I've seen a million mm -hmm. different times in a million mm -hmm. different ways. Um, and and that is DC's thing, right? Like, they're just make it all, you know? Use our characters in, um, any, in all ways. Uh, so, I mean, right down to, to Peacemaker and, you know, having, like, legit top-tier superhero cameos in Peacemaker. You know what I mean? It's just, like, it's crazy. Uh, so, so yeah, I haven't seen it, so I don't really have a lot of comments uh, on it other than through watching the sins video. Uh, it still didn't necessarily look like, uh, something I was interested in, in checking out. Um, the sin is just believing in <laughs> Gotham city. Uh, <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Uh, these bills have no serial numbers. I just love those basic, uh, kind of sins. Uh, had to give a, a shout out to the running gag of the, uh, the, the crazy, uh, breast design. Oh, uh, on, I believe Selena mm -hmm. Catwoman uh, yeah. was uh -huh. that character. And then uh, I can't quite put my boob on it uh, was the first one. And the second was something about uh, having trouble accessing it in my memory yeah. or something yeah, like recalling that. that memory. Uh, yeah, recalling that memory. Uh, I thought those were great. Uh, keeping it in the booble region. Uh, oh, no, the nipple gun killer has struck again. <laughs> uh, made me laugh. Uh, I also liked the, they might be giants takeoff, uh, on calendar man, yes. calendar man, calendar man. Like, um, I love, they might be giants. And I was like, Hey, I get that reference. Uh, so yeah. Um, that one spoke to me. Um, but really funny stuff, really great video, even though I am not interested in all, uh, at all in watching part one or part two of Batman. Uh, the yeah, Long I, I don't, I don't um, think your life's going to be any lesser because you didn't watch them. Really? Really bold of us just to send part one crazy? and not even worry about part so two. Weird. So we didn't even market it. No, <laughs> we didn't even market it that way. Uh, all right, let's move into keeping tabs. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to bitch about movies and share pornography with one another. Ha ha! 
jeez. Oh, this is the most public yet of my many humiliations. We'll take a look at something else from the process of putting together this week's content. Uh, weird Google search, deleted sin, whatever we would like. I'll just say right off the bat, I didn't write on it. I took the week off uh, mm-hmm, this past mm-hmm, week and mm-hmm. didn't write on anything. Uh, so being in New York, I wrote on <laughs> everything. Lot, yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. So Ian's going to pick impressive. up that slack. Uh, but uh, mm-hmm. let's start with you, Jonathan, and then we'll have uh, yeah, Ian do Yeah, mine's not uh, like shit. major or anything. I, did, I didn't do a lot of research because I just, I mean, I, the, I did the commercial, but then I worked on Long Halloween Part 1. I did, though, one thing about Long Halloween I thought was interesting, and we have a scent about it, is the fact that Calendar Man ends up being like the most interesting character in the movie because they kind of do like this, mm-hmm. they kind of do like this Hannibal Lecter thing with him. And he's like, you know, uh, which... I, I can't say that Calendar Man, I've read a lot of Batman comics, but I can't say that Calendar Man was ever a character I was just uh, enthralled with. And it's been a while since I had read Long Halloween, but I was just I just looked up some stuff on him because I was just curious. But uh, he was originally supposed to be more of a joke villain, uh, which this happened with a lot of Batman villains. Uh, Mad Hatter is another great example. But then once comics got, I guess DC tried to take on like a little bit of a darker edge uh, they turned Calendar Man from this like goofy guy that like dressed up as like whatever holiday he was representing and like you know causing havoc. Uh, they just turned him into a full blown serial killer, <laughs> and uh, they did oh that with Matt Hatter too. Like they're like Matt Hatter is one that was just supposed to be like this goofy guy that just you know dressed up like the Matt Hatter and ran around and like you know robbed stuff. And then like there is this whole like section of the comics I can't remember maybe in the nineties where they kind of went towards he might like he might be a pedophile and like some other stuff and it was just i don't know it's weird 90s were weird people the 90s were weird especially when it comes to comics uh that was an interesting decade uh but anyways calendar man his first appearance was detective comics 259 uh and then he didn't come back for 20 years to batman 312 which i found really interesting like somebody 20 years later was like wow i just gotta write a calendar man story uh yeah and i just thought it was hilarious apparently now in the current or in the, I guess it's called DC Rebirth is the current uh, DC Universe. Uh, he ages with seasonal weather of Gotham City. Every spring he is reborn with his DNA altered, but retains his memories. And then he ages rapidly until winter when he dies, only to be only My to goodness. be reborn again the next spring by crawling from the husk of his own corpse. I was like, man, you guys have really overthought Calendar Man. Uh, <laughs> You've taken that very, very literally. <laughs> So I just found mm-hmm. that fascinating. Like, what an interesting just like uh, longevity that this char- this stupid characters have. I don't know. Anyways, yeah. Uh, Ian, do you have anything beyond the nitception uh, today? Beyond the what? <laughs> the the nitception. Nitception. Um, no, that's in the comments. <laughs> oh yes, that's right. That's right. Fair fair point. Yeah, no, 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 you're right. Yep. Ian, what's your keeping tabs today? There we go. Nice. Um, so the magnet arrows, I got really hung up on first. So the the thing is in the finale, um, Hawkeye has a arrow mm-hmm. that he fires at the lampposts or flagpoles, magnetizes them, and it gets all of the guns. And my first issue was, hmm, would it have this cartoon visible lightning going from lamppost to lamppost to lamppost and i was like there's no way so i'll send it like that and then when i researched it i was like it's not impossible it it obviously wouldn't look that cartoon lightningy but static electricity can have some magnetic properties as well so it's not he could amp it up and that could happen so Mm -hmm. i came at it from the angle of uh, how strong would it have to be um and it, it yeah would have to have the strength of like 10 mri machines in order to pull the guns away from the bad guys but also to pull the guns it would pull 
anything magnetic. Like, I think their teeth would be ripped out if they had fillings. Their buttons would be ripped off. There would be nothing, anything vaguely magnetic, including, like, the surrounding garbage bins. Any passers-by that were, have, that were wearing jewellery, you'd have ears being ripped off. It's just... We need these people to not have guns. How do we get them to not mm-hmm. have guns? Right. Because Hawkeye isn't a real hero and could just be immediately <laughs> shot. Um, so yeah, it was just interesting to go into the differences between static electricity and magnetism and electromagnets and all of that. And I'm still not entirely sure if I landed one way or the other, whether it was possible or not. But yeah. I don't. I'm leaning towards no. The main thing is is uh, these these are the moments when things like this happen that you're really thankful that you haven't decided to get certain parts of your body pierced. Oh, uh, 100%. You would have... Things would be removed. Magnets. How do they mm-hmm. work? Uh, all right. Let's move into the comment section. I want to know what you're thinking. I appreciate your honesty. You're a real straight shooter. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. We're just going to pick a comment from this week's content uh, from the various places you reached out. Discord, YouTube, Reddit, etc. I will kick us off with a comment from Walter uh, who says, So, does the I in MRI stand for (laughs) imaging? Because otherwise you just drop the ball on the running gag. Shame. And then in parentheses, I hope this nitpick gets picked to be nitpicked. It did get picked. Oh, oh well, well, I'm taking, I'm stealing it right off the bat. Because, um, no, MRI is not an acronym. Uh, MRI is an initialism. Those are two very different things. Uh, an initialism is just the letters. So it's the letter M, the letter R, and the letter I. It's not a word that's being pronounced. Uh, so that is the difference. Yep, wait, uh, so MRI doesn't that. stand so for it, anything? It's just, MR, it's just MRI? It's, no, it does. Uh, no, it does. It, it does. But it's an, it's an initialism, not an acronym. Um, an acronym is actually when you take uh, what it stands for and make it right. into a new word, like scuba oh, yeah. or laser. No, I know what you're saying. I just wasn't thinking. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So, yeah, like F- yes. FBI yeah, yeah, isn't yeah, 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 fubby, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know? <laughs> no, I, you know, I, I understand FBI. what you're talking about now. Um, so, yeah. So there you go. There's the answer to that. Uh, Jonathan, what about you? Uh, well, I just thought it was funny. Uh, the USPS clown, a couple people uh, took the Katie Keene thing and the Lucy Hell thing and went a little farther with it. Uh, one person said, fun fact. The clown doll would end up being the CEO of the CW network and be the one to call for the cancellation of Katie Keene. I thought that was fun. Uh, even nice. Lucy, H- another person said, even Lucy Hell wasn't Katie Keene on clowning around with the larger than a standard bread box restriction that the USPS adopted for their return policy. <laughs> and that I just, I mentioned this earlier, but uh, one person said, laugh, uh, LOL, I'm a mailman, and this was hilarious. So I thought that was great. I appreciated that. Nice. That's always good to get. <laughs> That's always good to get. Uh, Ian, what do you got? Well, I got one person that really appreciated um, Denison in Hawkeye about decorating behind the scenes in the kitchen prep area. Um, and this is somebody who works in a kitchen prep area and says that they can confirm there are no Christmas decorations and there are so many reasons why this would be dumb, stupid, and immediately ripped down. Um, so it's always nice to be validated by somebody in the profession that's where right. we just that's right. we take a punt of logic that <laughs> I don't think that's the thing that would happen, right. and then someone swoops in and confirms it. I mean, you get you get health code violations out the wazoo. No, like if you have if you have a purse, that tinsel would be all in the yeah. parfait. You don't want tinsel in your parfait. <laughs> no, no, yeah, you don't yeah, want you don't anything out the wazoo no. in the kitchen area either. Oh, in the wazoo, <laughs> tinsel in the no, wazoo. You keep it in the wazoo. I think you're fine. That's all I'm saying. Oh my. Um, and then for nitpicking the nitpickers of the nitpickers, um, I've got an easy green, and it's something I wish I dug into it's a easy, little like bit Sunday more. Morning. And this is the great 
Okay. Yes. It's the great over the Sarlacc pit. And in and I totally see why we send it, because there's one shot where it is very intricate and the next shot it's open bars. But yeah, if you go frame by frame, you can see that it has been slid across and the decorative grate is still there, but it's not super duper clear. Like that is a very quick transition that happens. So it's definitely a green and people lots of people you know, pulled I, that up. I'm frustrated with myself too, because I remember the, there's a couple sins about how that whole grading, you know, uh, Sarlacc pit stuff works. And I remember thinking, how do they get this? They couldn't have get, gotten this wrong. It's it's too huge for them to have gotten it. And I just looked and looked, but I, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. And I was like, no, that's I think that's supposed to be the same grade. And mm -hmm. um, I did the same. I went frame by frame, but somebody literally pointed it out at this timestamp in this part of the mm -hmm. screen. I was like, ah, oh. yeah. Bugger. Yeah, we get stuff wrong. <laughs> we get stuff wrong. So that's a green. That's a green. Um, I can't. <laughs> this is for Hawkeye. So we end the last episode. The last, yeah, the last episode. Sorry, yes, yes. we said Sarlacc pit. It's actually Rancor pit. Sorry, we're Rancor pit. Yes, I apologize. Yes. Same thing. I thought. <laughs> nope, I thought no, that not. was. Nope. I thought yeah, it, it was. I thought you guys were saying it wrong, but I didn't. Uh, but I'm not the Star Wars person the two of you are, so I was kind of like, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's the Gungam, the Gungam pit. Yes, the um, Gungam pit. Yes. So at the end of the Hawkeye, uh, end of the Hawkeye episode last week, we the narrator goes crazy because they have to watch three seasons of another TV show, mm -hmm. and I didn't even realise. But yeah, at the opening of this video, we take a sin off for how great Vincent D'Onofrio is. <laughs> I was like, oh, so the narrator did go back and watch three yeah, seasons. Yeah. That's that's exactly what happened. That's right. There's no there's no problem there. That's what that's what happened. Look, the narrator look. was mad about it, but he had to do it. So. Yeah, still had to do it. So yeah, narrator went away, watched three seasons of Daredevil. Had to do it before and, February twenty eighth because it was leaving. Netflix so you know he had to, he had to get that in uh -huh. that's right that that individual is committed to their job so a couple of people pointed that out and you are all correct that's exactly what they did um and we uh, man this one's a little bit tricky we got pulled apart a little bit for sending the shields in dune mm -hmm. yeah I saw that but I think the way we sin it in the video it's not necessarily the technology, it's the explanation of the explanation technology, yeah. of the technology yeah. and how much the film itself gives us. I, I think and this is still a dumb technology. I, I think this is a primarily red because yeah. at the end of the day, we are sending the movie, not the concept. And, uh, and I, the movie doesn't do a great job at it. It tries to with that setup scene, but that setup scene doesn't really give you everything you need to know about how those shields work to understand why they're not shielding <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah exactly when you need so, them to not shield right, and right. when um uh, duncan does all of his fighting it it disobeys the it's the movie's own oh, rules you're talking about the shielding when they're fighting it. each um, other is that what you're talking about yeah, okay. yeah um but even when they drop the literally drop a bomb through it i was like if it can't defend against a slowly moving bomb it's not useful what, in right. this what scenario. is with this it's, right. these, these dune adaptations and their lack of being able to explain shielding like because in the in 84 there's the one that comes up over the like the 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 building or whatever but you can clearly see at the top mm. there's nothing <laughs> so like people could just <laughs> it's fly a gaping in, hole yeah <laughs> like, which of course we send the hell out of because mm -hmm. it was the yeah. stupidest thing i've ever seen mm -hmm. yeah yeah Dumb. Yeah, I and and I actually I think I did see somebody. I'm one of the people who even mentioned how the shields work. Were like, I understand yes. this isn't you know uh, mentioned in the movie, so it's still cinnable. Um, which I always I love, love to see that yeah. when people understand that the they're spirit. giving knowledge oh. at the same time of understanding the spirit of what we do. Yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, so that's that's fun. Um, all right. Well, let's move into Beyond the Sins. 
to infinity and beyond. Somewhere beyond my wild history. To boldly go where no man has gone before. We're just going to chat about something else from the world of pop culture we've seen recently. However, Casey Holmes, before we get into uh, before we get into that, that'd be a good one, Katie. Yeah, yeah. she'd be great. What's Katie up to these days? Uh, before we get into that, uh, just an announcement. Welcome. Uh, well, not welcome, um, because we've been doing this for an hour and a half. <laughs> welcome to BTS. <laughs> uh, but this will be the final episode of season one of BTS. Uh, next, the entire world just hung on what you, when you said <laughs> final. I was like, final episode of what? And you don't think that was intentional? <laughs> Uh Uh, yes this final episode of season one of bts we will be starting season two of bts next week uh we aren't even taking a week off uh so we are reformatting a little bit and welcoming back uh an original bts member uh to do a four-person show that a mystery like because there's several people that have been on this show i wonder it's regulars i'm not gonna say who it is but her name rhymes with Shmanay <laughs> Baruz. Uh, so Denny Huggies will be back on the show. Uh, no, we, we're excited. We're, we're uh, going to have Danae back and uh, start a new season of BTS. There will be new um, segments, some fun stuff. In fact, uh, a lot of the segments we'll be introducing over the next few months mm-hmm. uh, were recommended by you uh, in a survey that we recently did. Mm-hmm. And we liked a lot of your ideas. Um, so we're going to be having fun with that, but it was different enough with kind of the segment change and it going to four people that we thought we'd make it season two of uh, yeah. BTS. So don't, don't freak out when you see, uh, in your podcast player that it's season two, episode one next week. Um, so yeah, so we're excited, uh, to do that. Now let's get into beyond the sins. Uh, Jonathan, what's uh, something you've seen? So I didn't see Dune in the theater cause I had that on HBO max. I did, however, go see studio six, six, six in the theater. <laughs> Oh, nice. Oh, nice. <laughs> because that was not available to me. My, no, but seriously, no, I went and saw Studio 666. I will say, so this is the, for those that don't know what this is, which based on the box office numbers, maybe some of you don't know what it is. Uh, <laughs> this is a this is a horror comedy, I guess is the best way to put it, starring the Foo Fighters and like the actual Foo Fighters. It's the entire band, Dave Grohl and uh, like five other people I, d- I don't know else. their names of. So I have to say, going into this, I don't dislike the Foo Fighters by any means. I do like them. They have like I I enjoy Monkey Wrench as much as the next person and Everlong. But I will say, I've never really dove that deep into their discography. Like the songs I know are probably the ones that were on the radio. Um, I wouldn't say like I I I like the Foo Fighters, but I would just wouldn't say like I'm a huge fan going in. I was in this theater, however, with probably twenty people or so that clearly really love the Foo Fighters because I mean they were clapping and hollering and laughing and having a blast so if you are a Foo Fighters fan that's on the fence I'm guessing this will work for you uh for me I thought it uh I thought it worked more than it didn't was was kind of like how I felt at the end of it I, I did laugh quite a bit there's a lot of there's a lot of funny moments uh Dave Grohl and crew they're they're not the most talented uh actors but I don't really think that matters in this scenario and I and I just I just love the fact that we're getting a movie like this like I get that the Foo Fighters are pro- are an IP themselves, but just the fact that they were able to get a studio to give them money to make a the silly horror comedy about the, basically it's the Foo Fighters versus demons. Um, that's just amazing to me. Like that we can still get movies like this, and they can get a wide release. Even you know it 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 gives me it gives me a little hope that we're not just going to be watching MCU and Star Wars movies at the theater for the next unforeseen future. Uh, 
although this movie not doing well, I don't know what that says. I think this movie's going to find its audience, though. But I, I thought it was really funny. I thought it also had some interesting things to say just about the state of rock music, even though I don't know if it's really wanting to do that much with that. But it does kind of towards the end. I don't want to like give anything away about like there are some twists at the end with some characters. But there is kind of a, it's kind of a insuate, like there's kind of this insinuation made. Oh God, I can't say that. What am I trying to? Insinuation. insinuation. <laughs> I was missing the sin. That's weird that I was missing the mm-hmm. sin of everything. <laughs> there is an insinuation uh, in a joking way that, you know, when you think back to the 80s and the satanic panic, which ended up being like nothing. And, and we look back on that now and just see how ridiculous it was, you know, and, uh, and but uh, there is kind of an insinuation in this that maybe... Uh, the fact that rock is kind of, I don't know, it's just, it's not what it once was. It's not as, it, it, there's not as many bands out there that people are, I, I don't know. But anyways, there's kind of an insinuation that maybe if we brought the devil back into it, that would make it interesting again, <laughs> I guess, is the way to, is the best <laughs> way to put it. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Because uh, the Foo Fighters are kind of, uh, I don't want to get off on this too much, but the Foo Fighters are kind of an interesting band because they're probably the only, like they've, They've been around since the early 90s, mid 90s. So I guess they're going on like 20, 26 years or something like that since their first album, 27 years. And like they still make albums that are as much as an album can be a hit nowadays. uh, They still make albums that are relevant. They still have radio. They still have airplay when they release a new album. Um, I can't think of another rock band that's been able to do that. Like there's still, I mean, rock bands from the 80s are still touring and stuff. But I'm saying as far as like, actually having albums that resonate with the general public and you're actually hearing like new songs on top 40 radio uh the Foo fighters are the only one i can really think of uh i think lincoln park would have been there and uh, you know unfortunately yeah, yeah unfortunately right. you know they, the the lead singer uh, passed away but I, I i don't know i was trying to think of somebody even close to them maybe shinedown but shinedown's only been around like half the time the Foo fighters have so they might get there so it's just interesting. It's interesting that like rock is just still like all these years later, it's kind of the bastard stepchild of the music industry, which is unfortunate because there's a lot of great bands mm-hmm. out there uh, that are that are putting out really good music still. Uh, so that was kind of an interesting thing to me. That's something I took away from it that I wasn't expecting to. I was just expecting to be like, oh, this is funny. Uh, it's extremely gory. Uh, if that, But I will say it's in a comic book kind of way. Like it's more like a it's it's uh it's not like in a dark way. It's more just like let's see how much blood we can throw at the screen and let's see <laughs> let's see how cool we can make these effects. It's that kind of it's more fun, I guess. The beheadings are fun, uh if if that's possible. Nice. But no, nice. no, but it's 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 a blast. If you have any interest in it, go see it cuz I mean, you're you're going to have a good time. And like I said, if you're a Foo Fighter fan that's kind of on the on the preface of going to see it or not, I would say go see it based on the Foo Fighter fans I watched it with because they had a blast. So uh, that's at Studio Six Six Six, which is now in theaters. Nice. I mean, honestly, winter beheading. I know not exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, I mean, really. BTS endorsing in, endorsing beheading. <laughs> yes, decapitation approved. Uh, Ian, what do you got? I have uh, the French Dispatch, which we had a Wes Anderson discussion a couple of weeks back, I think, and how interesting it would be if the French Dispatch was your first. Mm-hmm. Um, Wes Anderson film to watch I am so glad that was not the case for me I don't know how I would feel about this movie if it was the first exposure to Wes Anderson um, but I think I loved it I 100% I it. liked it there's no doubt about that I think I loved it but it is it is so unrestrained it's, it is unhinged it's just 
it's yes. so very hinged. You know what I mean? Did like it? it's it's kind of both things somehow. Did right, he get yeah. any Oscar nominations? No, yeah. not a single. I don't think he got a single that's, one. That. I could be wrong. I'll okay. go ahead and look that up, but keep it talking. It is a masterpiece. It is an absolute achievement that he's managed to pull such an incohesive story into cohesion. Um, because it does work. It's just, it's a lot. It's like your favorite dessert and you have it every meal for an entire day. Um, it's so, so, so much Wes Anderson. Um, but it has every actor that ever was born ever in it as well. Um yeah, I liked the the switch between black and white and color. It makes sense in this movie, unlike a few others. Um, Bill Murray is perfectly calm, which is always <laughs> unsettling. Um, I, I like all of the vignettes. Um, I think it finishes with um, the strongest one by mm-hmm. far. Um, but yeah, I don't know when I'm going to watch it. I, I don't know. Whenever I finish watching a new movie, I always think, when will I watch that again? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of my final say on how much I I loved it. And I don't know if that's right or wrong. I don't know when I'll come back to it. There are... The Grand Budapest Hotel, I want to watch right this minute. I want to watch it again. That just stuck with me. Um, Yeah. I I liked it. I liked it. I don't know if I'm going to feel the urge to watch it again, though. I was... We watched this together last night, right? Mm -hmm. Wasn't that last last night? night. Yeah, a double feature of The French Dispatch and Her. Yes, we watched Her afterwards. Oh, wow. Um, So, I... I was excited. I was excited to watch it again, and mostly for just the incredible uh, composition that that Wes yeah. Anderson does, and just looking at all the details in mm-hmm. the frames. Um, you know, their their rewatchability has several different uh, reasons. You could find something rewatchable, and with Wes Anderson movies, for me, it really is like the um, you know s- spot the artistic framing. Mm-hmm. You know. Every single shot is just masterfully, and literally every single shot is masterfully put together. It's yeah, a work I was of just, art. you just notice stuff, how it's framed, you know, the corners it's in, how he's using uh, aspect ratio and color in this uh, is. I don't, I don't know that it makes any more sense than this is the aspect ratio in the color that I want for this because I think it looks the you know the most how I want it to look. I, I, I can't find like any kind of metaphorical rhyme or reason for why he's cutting to different aspect ratios when he is other than this is the one that fits this shot the best. Um, and yeah, so it's, it's really fun to, to rewatch for that for me, but I really like it. Yeah. I really like the movie. If you mm-hmm. could get inside someone's head for a day, man, I would love to be in Wes Anderson's. I just want to know what that dude's thinking about. Oh, I mean, just the creative 100%. energy coming out of him is insane. I like, uh, yeah, I, I, I just rewatched it again not that long ago. It, it held up really well for me. I just, there's like, and it's just such random stuff that I, re- I think about. Like Owen Wilson riding the bicycle, like just talking about everything. <laughs> like I just, I love that. I just, I don't know. It's, it's so much fun. <laughs> you talked about Grand Budapest Hotel a couple weeks ago, right? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I did. That's what got us off on the no, Wes no, no, Anderson. No, no, no. That's fine. Convo. I just, I would, for some reason, I was thinking, didn't you already talk about this? But then I remembered it was Grand Budapest Hotel. So mm. yeah, no. Yeah, I love yeah, that and, movie. And, and I think yeah. Aaron mentioned then how he, it's just his last like six films or whatever. It's it's like an insane streak that he's on right now. Mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. starting I with uh, what fan, was it was it Fantastic Mr. Fox we started with or I yeah I think so yeah um, you know that streak includes I Love Dogs which uh, yeah, a lot of people so aren't necessarily as high on but I love that movie yeah um, that'll be my so, next one I think to take so, off yeah. Uh, very nice. Um, that is available, by the way, on HBO Max. Uh, if you want HBO to check it out. Max. Um, and Jonathan singing their new uh, 
the new theme <laughs> yeah. song. I wrote it. Oh, you weren't right. supposed to reveal that until the season two opened. <laughs> That's right. That's right. My Beyond the Sins is uh, Severance, the TV show Severance. Um, this is on Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, stars Adam Scott as uh, someone who has partaken in a new technology of the future <clears throat> where you can have your work memory severed from your life memory. So the idea is in order to create a better work-life balance, you there's basically two versions of you. The one version that only knows what happens at work and the one version that only knows what happens outside That's of work. so interesting. So it is extremely interesting concept and the show deals with it, I think, in very realistic and interesting ways. The idea for the work part of you is torture right like all you know is you never oh, get yeah. any leisure time right. right so you have no memory of the other life no at all it's completely severed i guarantee this and this ends up in an affair of some sort <laughs> <laughs> possibly it's not there yet do they know um, they're doing it but, though because uh, they have to volunteer for it right yes Yes, correct. Oh, man. It is voluntary to a point, uh, which for I will, one of you. For, if that's the point, right? Uh, sorry, sorry. Yes. Uh, so, so, and and the idea of it being voluntary, where the work part maybe is done mm. with this, but the, the home parts like is like the one that gets to make the decision. Um, you know, uh, and so you get. Uh, but it's still you. So, okay. I, I don't want to... No, no, no. I don't want to spoil too much. But I will say there's a moment where somebody wants to resign. And then they read that the resignation was denied because their Audi, which is what they call their out person, was wow. like, no, no, this is this is great. So, But it's the same person. That is fascinating. Um, so, yeah. So the concept is really great. I'm enjoying that. I'm enjoying it's the like show. It's like Tuvix. Uh, but... <laughs> it is absolutely no, nothing like two things. <laughs> so uh, I mentioned Adam Scott. You've also got John nice. Turturro uh, is in the office as well. Uh, Patricia Arquette, uh, who's incredible. Um, Christopher Walken oh, wow. uh, nice. shows up. So uh, this, by the way, is directed by Ben Stiller, uh, oh. who does great work. And his late his last was, I think, yeah, Escape of Yeah, he's doing Dynamara. some fascinating uh, TV work and stuff. I actually mm -hmm. read an interview with him after so, uh, he said when, when Zoolander 2 bombed, he was just like, you know what? I'm just, I'm just gonna do what I want to do. <laughs> so he just, so yeah. maybe we're lucky that that wasn't a hit. <laughs> yeah, huge high recommend for Escape at Dannemora uh, and uh, Severance so far. Uh, I think I'm three episodes. Yeah, I think in, that's so. all they have. I need to watch. Um, it. So hey, but the, do you remember that show with Christian Slater? This is like maybe 10, 12 years ago, where he was a spy, but they did this where they erased his memory when he left work. So he didn't, no. so he could, and it was basically like, so he couldn't give up his identity, like, cause he didn't know that he oh, was a spy. Wow. And then he no, would I go into, I think Christian yeah, Slater? it only lasted like a season. I think it was. Oh, I'm thinking Mr. Robot. No, 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 You're not no, thinking, no, no. It's this not is, Mr. I, Robot. It was like my no, own no, no. worst enemy or something like that. And uh, yeah, it oh, didn't last very long. So, but it was just a network show. Uh, but it was something like that. I could be remembering it somewhat wrong cause it's been a while, but it was something like that. Like. No, my own worst, my own worst yeah. enemy, 2008. And they no. would like erase his nice. memory. And then so when he went home, he he just thought he had like a, a, he was like an accountant or whatever. And that way he would never give up that he was a spy. That was just kind of something they agreed to do. I don't know. So just, that's what that made me think of. Well, there you go. Uh, by the way, zero Oscar nominations uh, for uh, several amazing oh, no movies kidding. this year, including The French Dispatch, uh, also Pig, uh, Mass, The Last Malignant. Duel, uh, uh, malignant, <laughs> sure. 
<laughs> the Green Knight. Sure, let's just oh, oh, oh let's, no, let's just throw them all in. Uh, so yeah, um, not a single Oscar nom. Escape Room Two, Tournament of Champions. Didn't get any, didn't even get yeah, one. Nice. Didn't, didn't get one. Did not even get one. Uh, well, there you go. Uh, Severance is on Apple TV Plus. The French Dispatch is on HBO Max, and Studio Six 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 is in theaters. That's going to wrap it up for Behind the Scenes this week. Don't forget to make sure you're subscribed and go ahead and leave a comment or rating as well. If you've got anything you want to send us uh, to us, you can mail it to PO Box Eight Eight One Republic Missouri Six Five Seven Three Eight. Hang out with us on Twitter. I'm at Aaron Dicer. He is at What's End W H I T T S I N N E D, and he is at Sam Loomis Thirteen. So for Jonathan Watkins and Whittington. Quizmaster Burke Bacharach and myself. We will see you next week. Happy National If Pets Had Thumbs Day. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Send any feedback to bts at cinemasins.com and be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment. Find more ways to connect by visiting cinemasins.com slash bts. Calendar man, calendar man. I watched Quiz Show, Jonathan. Oh, with, I assume you liked I it. I loved it. It was so good. Yeah, it's a great movie. So, so. It's my favorite. Oh, shoot. That's my recommended movie. Movie 94. <laughs> yeah. Way to go, Ian. No, I have another one. It's fine. I Way to one. go. Yeah. <laughs> I saw Uncharted. That was not going to be my Beyond oh, the Sensor. Oh, no. Did, did you guys see no. that? Yeah. I kind of weirdly enjoyed parts enough of it to where I was kind of like, yeah, that's passable. But it was just it is one of those movies. It it's definitely one of those movies where if if you just give yourself to it, you can have some fun. Um but it's dumb. I mean, there's so much dumb in that movie. Um No, no, no. I mean, but, yeah, I yeah. guess, but I don't well, and I don't and I I really don't think Tom Holland can act. I just I I've just come to that conclusion that he's he's not a great actor. One thing I've noticed about him though that I can't look away from now is that he clenches his jaw a lot and yeah. I don't know if that's a to get to his American accent. I, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, sure. I don't know if that's the, mm-hmm. but once I noticed that, especially I noticed it a lot in for uh, no way home, but I really noticed it in this. And I like, I just couldn't stop seeing that jaw clenching and it was getting on my nerves. It's just an English thing that we do to make sure we maintain superior at all times. <laughs> I think Tom Holland is charismatic. I like watching him on screen. Um, I think he's, he has this uh, adorable energy to him that I really like. Uh, but I wonder if he just kind of, I, I, I don't know if he has a lot of range. Like anytime I see him yeah, I trying that's to probably, maybe that's a better way to put it. Cause I think he could be very serviceable. Mm-hmm. Like he can, you know, he's not unwatchable. Like I wouldn't say, but no, there is just, I don't know. But there I, are plenty yeah, of it, superstar actors that don't have a lot of range. You know, it's kind of like when I guess the main thing is when a movie's not working that great, he's not going to make it better. Yeah, I'm probably not going to turn up just to watch him. What was that serious film that he did a couple years ago? Well, he did Cherry. Yeah, um, that was it. Was that was he was he good in that? No. But like my example would be like Tom Cruise, like even in like terrible movies like The Mummy. Mm-hmm. Like he's he almost makes it work, mm. <laughs> you and, know. And like, he does, and he's another actor that doesn't necessarily have a lot of range. He's always Tom Cruise in the movies but he, he does. Still, yeah, I don't know. I I think he has more than we give him credit for. I think he's just found his because like he's like Rain Man's a good example where like he's actually the better actor in that movie. Like he gives the better performance right. in that movie. Tropic but Thunder, it's obviously not. Yeah, huh? Tropic Thunder, Days of Thunder. Yeah, Cold Trickle. No, Tropic Thunder. 
Oh, Tropic Thunder. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> I mean, in Minority Report, and I mean, he can. I just think the last fifteen years he hasn't shown that range. He's no, just he's just doing Mission Impossible. No, he's doing yeah, Jack and Reacher, that's fine. And that kind but of like, same character. If you go watch like Born Born on the Fourth of July is a great example uh, of where he's acting. Yep. More no, you're right. So. You're absolutely right. What about the uh, Devil all the Magnolia? time? Magnolia. I didn't see that either. But uh, no, what Devil, Devil all the time? I didn't enjoy it. Okay, <laughs> we're getting a consensus. <laughs> This just in. Aaron hates Tom Holland. <laughs> Outside of Spider-Man and now Uncharted, I don't I don't know that I've seen him in anything else. Lip Sync Battle. That was pretty fun. He was amazing. Oh, in that's that. incredible. Yeah. yeah. That's some range. Yeah. You want to talk about range? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where's that? Where's that performance? <laughs> and I like and I like him and Zendaya together, which they're together in real life, so maybe that's part of why they work on screen. Although that's not always the case. I mean Acting. Like Warren Beatty and Annette Benning. He Benning should do, no he should do like a Tu Wong Fu or something. Like after seeing that lip sync, yeah, battle, oh, like, yeah, or they should do a Rihanna movie. He should just play Rihanna. No, that probably wouldn't work. No, 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 no. Can't there do that. Lots can't of reasons do that. why that's a nope. That's a Rihanna no. I got something to say. I want the truth. I'm listening. Was it just me that thought Sutton Foster had huge Mary Tyler Moore energy? No. I just, I like, I was like, I was like, this is if Mary Tyler Moore was an incredible singer and dancer, which she might have been. I didn't. I don't know of anything. She's done that in, but I was like, man, Sutton Foster just like I, I was can she see already her. like a is she already like a Broadway person? Yes. Like yeah, the, she's one of a huge applause. Yeah. and I didn't know who she was. Yeah, and I because I've never seen Younger, yeah. and I don't go watch a lot of Broadway, so I, that, I assumed that was the yeah. case. The, did you like Music Man? I did. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did too. Uh, quite a bit. Um, <clears throat> it somehow manages to overcome the poorly aged <laughs> plot and uh, and dynamics of the the, the musical. So you just went by yourself. No I one did. went and saw you and Danae didn't go see it again. Okay. Yeah, I just I, I just so. went to the Thursday night uh, show by my lonesome. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be spending enough time with him. I thought I didn't want to do another show. <laughs> what you did? You didn't want to drop another six hundred dollars to to go see Hugh Jackman again? Another? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not. I did not. Oh, he was right. That's right. Cinemasins right. covered your yes, show, didn't they? Yes. <laughs> Cinemasins didn't cover my show. Nope. <laughs> Just be better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Quit going to your kid's wedding. Yes. I got it. When I come, though, I got to come over early enough to see Ian, like, freak out that I saw him sleeping. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yes. I wouldn't have people watch me sleep. What? No, I'm not sleeping. What? I'm here. I, I, what? I don't sleep. What is what is this Hello. sleep you speak of? Ian, it's 5 a.m. Why are you so alert? No, no, no. You, like, me. have, like, a, you have like a, a glass. You have, like, a cup of, like, a saucer of tea or whatever right by you just to pretend like you yes. were drinking. A saucer no, just... of tea? <laughs> I don't know. What do you a, a, like a mug? I don't know. What do you what do you call like the uh, little? I'm like ever since the 2100s, I have <laughs> 20. That was weird. The 20. The 2000s. No, I'm thinking of like the little like when your daughter has like. Yeah, well, you guys don't have daughters. Teacup and but, saucer. Well, teacup. Te- the saucer is the bit that's underneath. Teacup. Yeah. Teacup and saucer. I just like the idea that he's drinking tea out of the saucer yeah. like a cat. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, uh, I love tea the way Ian makes it. We um, had a little tea gathering last yeah, night. I made tea for tea. the dices. I brought my own tea bags from England. <laughs> I will. I will take your word for it. I but I I've tried enough tea in my life. I know I don't like it. So yeah, I've I never really I've never really it. enjoyed it either. But yeah, he, but like I mean, like it makes me gag. Like, well, there you I go. Hate it. I, I won't force it. I won't. I mean, when you're sleeping, I won't get a funnel. Yeah. and pour it into your mouth. <laughs> That's why I hate when people say like. They don't under, they're like, well, you like Dr. Pepper, so why don't you like root beer? And I'm like, I don't, because they're two fucking different drinks. I mean, because <laughs> <laughs> they taste nothing alike. 
Well, and people, some people try to tell you Diet Coke and, and Coke don't taste any different. Like, no, they do. They taste a no, lot they do. different. They do. Yeah. They even do. and people even say that about Diet uh, Dr yeah. Pepper. Diet Dr Pepper is the closest to tasting like the regular, but it still mm. doesn't taste like it. Because I have a hard time drinking regular Dr Pepper now because I'm so used to diet. So in a blind tasting, I couldn't tell you which was which, but I could tell you which wasn't which. Which two weren't the what? same? <laughs> Wait, what? You couldn't tell what? Like, which is regular, which I could is tell diet? You, no, but I could oh, tell I you that they were different. Because you can taste... Well, okay, so that's just a matter of knowledge then. Yeah. Because if you can tell they're different, you can tell which is which. It's just a matter of exactly. training yourself in knowledge. Exactly, yeah. But I mean, some people are like, oh, if you put Pepsi and Coke together, you can't Arti tell that they're different. I was like, no, I can. I just can't sweetener. remember which one Artificial is which. Artificial sweetener is like, it's so, it's more... I guess potent, maybe. I don't know. It's, it's I don't know. If sweeter's the right word, but it's it's a lot more like it hits you. <laughs> You're just like, <laughs> like you don't necessarily taste the sugar as much if you. Well, you do with Pepsi, but like with Coke, for instance. Like I don't know that I necessarily taste like the sugar. Whereas if you drink Diet Coke, it's just like somebody just poured a packet of Splenda into your mouth or something. <laughs> you can hear me during this part. That's not usually the case. I can. That's weird. <laughs> what a what. What do we usually say? What do you usually say? <laughs> Just humming. I glad do. No, I do hear you on the on your track. Glad to be glad to be free of those bozos for thirty seconds before <laughs> I have to talk to them again. No, not that. Definitely not that. I I honestly don't know if you guys are doing a bit or if I'm. <laughs> I'm just welcome to BTS. Always, always assume it's a bit, but that wasn't. Uh, that was one of the strange ones that technically was not a bit. I want to tell JCD. Ian is actually not in the basement. He's just so creepy that he made his room look just like Aaron's. So yeah, I I Tim Vermeer <laughs> no, my office to make it look exactly the same as Aaron's place. Yeah, Tim Vermeered. What a poll. <laughs> yeah, you made you made that a verb. I did. I, I, I Tim vermeered it. <laughs> I Tim wow. verbed it. So they decide they are doing the Critics Choice Awards. Yeah, yeah, we're doing them on the. Uh, 13th. Oh, I thought they. Had, so they just so, moved. Them. Yeah, they just postponed oh, okay. them. Uh, it'll be interesting. We've never been this close to the Oscars. We're we're going. We're two weeks before the Oscars. Usually, <sighs> usually we're one of the first uh, award shows with uh, the awards uh, body that shall not be named uh, to to do the awards. And this year will be one of the last. So um, it's it's interesting huh. stuff. That's really cool. So, so you still they're having yep. it live though, where they usually have it. And mm -hmm. Tay is Tay Diggs going to yep. be there? See, yeah, Tay. Uh, Tay and Diggs, man, he, they, I don't know how he a... got that gig, but he kept it. He's great. <laughs> he's so yeah, good. He's great. That's why he kept it. But he's being joined by um, oh, what's her name? Uh, Critics Choice hosts. Um, Debbie Gibson. I'm just naming random people. <laughs> <laughs> Margo Robbie. No, no. Shoshone. No, but Shawshank Redemption. Just keep guessing. Chicago. Um, Carmen Electra. That would that would get me to watch at least. Uh huh. Uh, uh -huh. let's see. Joanna Lumley. <laughs> Jenny McCarthy. What? Mm hmm. You got it. It's, it's Jenny. It's Jenny McCarthy. We're just gonna keep randomly guessing, even though now we know. Like it'll just be throughout the show. We'll just be <laughs> yep. like Chelsea mm -hmm. Clinton. <clears throat> yep. Chelsea Grandma. John McCain's daughter, whose name I don't remember. <laughs> Lucy McClain? That's that's a you, fictional So character. John McCain's daughter has the last name McClain? <laughs> oh, sorry. I thought you said John McClain. No, John Mc I thought you said John McClain's daughter. Yeah, I might have accidentally. I met McCain. And uh, and I just saw Ian's crotch. Okay, that was awesome. Um, <laughs> Outtake. 
We're going to get into <laughs> the show with some comment sections, keeping tabs, but first, we'll do this inside scoop. Why did I just name all the segments? I, ne- <laughs> I never do that never on this show. That. I never do that on this show. Uh, I, why are we starting with the comments? <laughs> nope, that is not something I ever say on this show. Jody uh, Foster. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park 